Shut up. Uh... New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. The E39 LCI is a good LCI. Yeah, it is. It's the best LCI. The best LCI? Yeah. Is that in the proper BMW only sense or yeah. any facelift ever? No, yeah. That LCI only exists in BMW land. Well, in many. I use LCI to. I know I, you do. I specifically use it for other things. It's very confusing to 99.99% of us. <laughs> 997 LCI. Yeah. <laughs> Many yeah, well, replies to tweets have been LCI question mark. My my um my love of Porsche nerdery outweighs my disdain of BMW. So I do use the dot one and two vernacular with Porsches. We cooked with onions a little bit ago and there's still onion in the air so my eyes are watery as hell but oh my oh, gosh. ours are about to be from your takes i'm sure yes, i'm sure yeah eye watering takes yeah how are you doing i'm doing well Good. yeah Good. yeah uh i feel like i'm behind the eight ball on thirty thousand projects but you know yeah i need how to oh need to actually like make progress on shit <laughs> I reached on the Boxster for like two hours today, so that felt good. Ooh. Cool. I saw I saw pics. You took off wiper blades. I took off the wiper motor and all the armature yeah. and everything. Yeah. I started taking out the um, uh, air conditioning system. Okay. I had that purged at a shop a couple weeks ago. Ah, oh, so. Okay. Yeah, I saw that it was uh, the car was serving as a good shelf for yes. assort, assorted things during your garage yes. project. It has two trunks. It's yeah. a great storage. Yeah. It's a good credenza. <laughs> An excellent garage credenza. Yeah. Boxster credenza S or Porsche credenza S. I promise I'm not going to die. I feel like I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die. No, Brad is crying right now. <laughs> weeping yeah we we like we really hammered him with some hard-hitting questions before yeah i mean this is a normal amount of normal amount of tears for one of these episodes either from us or from the listeners if this show i came on this show i did not expect gotcha journalism but (laughs) well (laughs) you know when you don't have to pay attention we haven't even got started yeah truth or facts like we can we get pretty far. Yeah. No, we uh, we cooked a lasagna tonight, and we used a lot of onion. And it's still in the air, so my eyes are very watery. I didn't know that you could weaponize onions like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, like, I when I cut onions, I guess, I I close my eyes. I don't like to show weakness, so. <laughs> to the you, onion. That's yeah. how you've cut you don't want- two of two of your fingers off yeah by but it was cut, worth making it. cuts with that with your eyes closed it was worth it not to cry in front of the yeah vegetables. you don't want the onion to know that you're uh like, wait is an onion is a vegetable it's not a fruit is it it i think it's like a root or something it, it is it is the bulb it's like the root yes oh, wow god i used to have a boss who uh would eat onions like a fruit and Ew. if you throw onion in dirt it'll grow onion oh my god what like yeah. just like a piece of onion like a yeah well like if you cut an onion like in half or or yeah. if you have one that's been sitting in your cabinet for too long and it's sprouted 
Uh, you just throw it in dirt and you can grow yourself a new onion. I didn't know this. Does that work if you saute it? Does it grow with one know. onion? Like one onion equals another onion? Or now you have an onion plant that grows a new? I guess it's just the one root. Let's forget about cars. I want to talk about onions. <laughs> no. This is, no. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of New, new for, for 96. 96. Almost in unison that 96. time. 96. Yeah. Tape delayed. Yeah. Uh, so we have on our show tonight, a repeat guest, Brad guest. Brownell. This is my a veteran of one and a half episodes. One yes. and a half, yeah, quarter. Exactly. This one is my quarter. twice and a half episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have an intro lined up. You know him from Radwood, Jalopnik, Evie Pulse, formerly Flat Sixes, yes. formerly Gas Powered, <laughs> a general <laughs> online heretic, Bradley Brownell. Yes. And hopefully soon you'll know me from Autopia 2099. Indeed. That's right. That's we'll right. talk about that later down the show. I heard you guys had um, another Radwood alum uh, on the show uh, recently. We, we can't did. confirm or deny other <laughs> yeah. guests. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. They were very uh, curious about, like, it was It was almost like like rivalrous, if that's a word. Like, they're like, you're Brad's going <laughs> to the show. Not, it's not. I don't even have to look it up. It's not. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we had yeah. Uh, Art and Lane on from DWA and of oh, course Radwood. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. I thought it was just Lane. Okay. We had, That'll be a fun show. Yeah. It was a good show. I yeah, actually good. by the time this airs, you will have already heard it. So yes, it was a good show. It was a good show. There you go. It was a good show. Excellent. So yeah, hit me with the hard questions. The ones that were too softball for them. Okay. Um, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, we went through uh, the onion questions already, so I'm I'm yeah. all out. <laughs> we don't have conclusive answers, so we're gonna have to look those up. We might yeah. have those in the show notes about how to grow an onion. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we were gonna ask some questions about like new cars and stuff, but it was mostly boring. But the Ionic Five. Yeah. Cool. I'm, the Hyundai. Very cool. I'm into it. Yeah. You're I into it. it. It looks really cool. Like yeah. it looks like. Oh, why don't people make cars that look like this it actually yeah, looks futuristic, yeah in a good way absolutely that car design i mean kevin you know my take on car design yeah uh usually bad but yeah i will say this is something that hyundai has done really well in recent years yeah is like actually investing in design that makes it stand out from the crowd totally totally like you you see a hyundai and you don't mistake it for anything else and the stuff that's coming out like next like this and the new tucson i'm obsessed with the new tucson or it's so crazy i'm like oh they're the only people like you look at what bmw is doing and it's just laughable and then you see these hyundais and it's like oh they're the only people like doing this yeah they're going for it they're going for it nailing it everybody else has been trying to copy more upmarket brands for the last 20 years, basically. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that because I feel like if you're trying to be upmarket, you just end up you end up being kind of like a simulation of luxury or something premium. And they're doing it yeah. really well though. It doesn't look like an attempt. It is actually really nice. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. I've I've loved every Hyundai that I've been in, even all the way down to uh the accent. I and, drove the accent sedan with a stick and it was actually a, a lot of fun oh nice nice yeah do you th- like do, uh, i feel like it was all of a sudden almost with 
basically in the last five years, but I guess they have yeah. steadily... Even I mean, within that, I think it's the last two years. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. so. Because uh, there was just, like, even the, like, early Genesis stuff, I mean, they were good attempts, but they were pretty bland looking. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was just like, all right, you know, um, a couple of years ago when uh, Akio Toyota said, we're not going to build boring cars anymore at Pebble Beach. Mm -hmm. It was like a big famous thing. And then he, you know, announced a Prius and a Camry Um, (laughs) with more. The Camry had a a wing. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was the point where Hyundai was like, oh, we're going to do that. But for real. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to actually not build boring cars. So they yeah. built stuff that actually looks exciting and interesting and, you know, outside of the norm. And safe cars, it just saved the life of Tiger Woods. As I, people were tweeting, <laughs> it, like, yeah. it was like 35 articles about that. About yeah. What, it, what was the GV80? Yeah. It was kind of it's funny because it almost seemed like advertorials because they mm-hmm. were just like, what car was tiger woods driving like here is a look inside like the gv80 you know if maybe um this is a little dark but maybe if he had died it would be like the 550 spider oh yeah and and people would know we can cut that out if you want we can cut that you know we can we can cut that out um the people would know what the gv80 is for the next uh 45 years that's true is there are there like uh meanings behind the names or like the initials are they even initials i don't think so i uh, kevin might know that no Grand i don't know vehicle <laughs> yeah 80. i don't know gun vehicle so yeah the the uh ionic five the crease on the side it's good i like it it's, it's good. good yeah yeah, it's I, cool. I dig it. yeah I, I first i didn't know if that was just like maybe a little too much or if it would age well but no it's grown on me a lot it probably won't age well, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cars only last five to ten years right. these days anyway. So like yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Totally. So the, okay, who cares so, what the third owner care, thinks about the design? Yeah. Right. Or the or the fifteenth owner in the case of yeah. everything I buy. By then they so, will have retrofitted like an ice engine back into it because the battery has gone flat <laughs> at that point. You have I don't like think so, but maybe. Well, you are in Texas, so yeah. maybe. Um tell us about that Tycoon you drove. The base. The base. The base. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's not a base. It's a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, standard model. Oh, really? Standard. So it's not actually like part of the official nomenclature. Like No, no, no. Oh, no. I, I know Porsche, we say base on Porsche it. Porsche does not like the word base. They like standard model. I always thought that there was like in some sort of, not necessarily like identified on the car itself or on any of the stickers, but I thought there was like a sheet somewhere that identified it as a base model like if you look mm. at the Those VIN, sheets were paperless chris whatever Come on. <laughs> uh, if you look at the uh, VIN, sometimes it says like base model or something like that uh but no, come on. The, not official. the short version of it is um it's the best car that's ever been made oh my god okay in the history of cars yeah okay sizzling um, takes, you on that starting yes right you now. can quote okay. me on that all right i will i will stand by that until i drive something that's better but is Go, this because it's pink <laughs> The pink was very good. I like the, the pink. Yeah, it's cool. Pink, it was pink exterior with purple interior, which was just the best spec in the world. And it, yeah. the official color um, is called Frozen Berry Metallic. Frozen right? Berry. Yeah. And I think it was a raspberry violet interior or something wow. like that. Okay. Um, but it was it was beautiful to look at. Yeah. But the thing that I really liked about it was 
for one thing, the range was amazing. I got, it probably could have easily done 300 miles. I think I did 250 and there was like 45 miles left, mm-hmm. wow. but I didn't try at all. I was like actually hammering it through some really hard roads Yeah, uphill most of the way. Wow. So uh, we went north out of Los Angeles and up uh, Highway 33, if you're familiar with that. We were just talking about that last night. Okay. The previous episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I went up Highway 33 and then back out to the coast and then back down. And um, uh, what I, I didn't know on this trip was that it was a German spec car. So it wouldn't talk to the uh, US DC fast chargers. So it could only charge at 50 kilowatts DC instead of the 350 kilowatts DC, which it's supposed to. Oh. So it took way it took over an hour to charge it back enough to get back to LA and I was already running late. So I felt like a real dipshit when I returned the car because I told him <laughs> I told him I would have it back around like five or six and it ended up being like eight fifteen by the time I got there. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh he was he was very understanding thankfully but I you know I, I still felt really guilty about it. That's that Midwest guilt. Um but uh I think it, it really cuts the balance because I've driven the turbo and the turbo S mm-hmm. I haven't driven the four S, but I drove the turbo and turbo S and they were really, really good cars, but mm-hmm. they were, they were just too much. They were too fast. They were too expensive. They were too, you know, over the top, but this thing, um, at 79, or whatever it is, uh, with a few options, you can get mm-hmm. out the door at like 85 and have a really good, everyday car that i would be and it makes it competitive too with like when people want to compare it with like a model s or something like that yeah Yeah. this just is so much more so the thing you'll get with a a base model s is the base model s is all wheel drive Mm -hmm. they don't have a rear wheel drive one anymore Mm -hmm. right um and you'll get technically more range um because tesla rates their own cars and numbers don't matter so uh, when Porsche says it'll get, I mean, they haven't released a, a number for the, the rear wheel drive model yet, but I'm guessing it'll be somewhere around like 245. Mm. Um, cause it's got, it'll use less energy than the 4S and the 4S I think is like 220 or something like that. Mm. Um, but it'll easily, I think if you're just cruising mm-hmm. on the highway, on flat roads all day, you'll do 300 miles. No problem. And there's a single, okay. there, there's just a single battery option right now two two okay yeah there's two there's the the this is the one that i'm talking about is the um the bigger battery okay because i the one that i drove was a uh, performance battery plus is what they call it and the standard one is performance battery yeah um so there's probably a a relatively significant difference between the two 40 or 50 miles or something like that but um that's really appealing to me just like this base model uh kevin and i've had like a dis- we're on kind of different sides of this but range doesn't matter so much to me if i were in the market for a, an electric car uh mm-hmm. mainly because at that point one for my use i'm not going out of town with it but also mm-hmm. i would just be looking for a good car experience ev or not yeah. right. and that seems so appealing and it for me in my mind once you cross a certain range threshold you know whether it has uh, 50 
or a hundred more uh, miles of range, like the alternatives, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't matter to me. Like so long as it can get hundred and what 50, 180, 200. Yeah. I would say over 200. Yeah. Probably. Um, my, my, I don't remember exactly what the weight difference was, but the bigger battery obviously has a weight penalty to it. Mm. Um, I included that in my review at EV pulse. So if you go check that out, um, I, I have the weight differences there, but I, it was a pretty significant difference. And without the, um, motors on the front axle, you actually have a little bit better steering. It's, it's a lighter on the front end mm. and it turns in a little better. And I mean, it's, we're talking, it's been a while since I've driven the turbo S so like, I can't compare them back to back, but yeah. from what I remember, mm-hmm. you know, it, you definitely felt that all wheel drive pull. Um, whereas with the rear wheel drive, it feels more sports car. It feels lighter weight. It's a few hundred pounds lighter. So it, it, it's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. That's and cool. so if you're going to go with a lightweight car anyway, I would go with the lighter battery and, uh, you do lose a little bit of horsepower there, but I don't think it would be all that noticeable. Yeah. Um, with the smaller battery, especially like and not for day-to-day use and exactly cluttering around. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's still, you know, 380 horsepower. That's plenty. Oh for, yeah, definitely. You know, um, that's, so I th- that's cool. That's my opinion. The only <laughs> yeah. downside would be the base model wheels, which I was well, not a fan yeah, of. Well, yeah, you can you can definitely put different wheels on it. I th- I grew to like them over the day yeah. of actually seeing them in person. I didn't hate them. They were very fuchsy. Yeah. Um, which I'm not a big fuchs fan anyway. I removed the fuchs from my 912, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, I I kind of grew to enjoy them and I thought they were kind of neat and they're very aero efficient. So that's kind of part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I definitely wouldn't want the twenties. Right. Um, cause you hit, you get a range hit yeah. on going to a bigger wheel and you get uh worse ride quality. Yeah. So. Yeah. I almost wish they had like an option that was a little bit more futuristic as, as opposed to sporty as far as mm-hmm. like arrow goes, not quite, uh, uh, not aero disc i don't know what i'm thinking of but basically like ev cars when they come out like when whenever there's an ev version of an ice car uh, they always have like a really distinct wheel to differentiate it well so a good example of that would be the the ionic Mm five oh yeah if it had a wheel like that yeah on the tycon it would be amazing oh that would be cool cool. yeah cool yeah um yeah, I think the base is interesting. I I texted you after you drove it because I was like, is because you know they had they had the Turbo S and the Turbo and the 4S, and I just assumed they had some padding in the name, so it's like we could go lower if we need to. But this ostensibly this is the 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 lowest that for now for for the foreseeable future for this generation this is the lowest Tycan will see as far as price and and performance. I think so. I, okay. I would guess that they might roll something out that's a little lower spec for maybe Chinese market or something to get a, yeah. a lower price. Well, I thought this was that's what this was supposed to be or something. That's and where then... this that's where this came from was from the Chinese market. Yeah. Okay. They they had it there for almost six months before they rolled it out here. Mm. Okay. Um and I was always, you know, the whole time that it was over there, I was very jealous that they got that. I was like, oh, that would be the perfect spec. And then I drove it and yeah, it's the perfect spec. Yeah. Awesome. Um but it's, you know, just for, for cost cutting or something like that, they might try to introduce something a little lower end. Um, the 
even the the rear wheel drive one still uses a two speed transmission. So I don't know. Maybe they oh, okay. I was something about with that. a one speed, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Just to save a few bucks. But did you um, feel that shift happen when you were when you were driving it on on Canyon Roads and stuff or wherever you, you were? You do, but you kind of don't. I mean, it's it's a very quick thing, and you're yeah. really um, the engine or the motor goes all the way up to like eighteen thousand RPM, so yeah. you really don't notice the drop that much would it be but it's definitely there for efficiency yeah um you know when you're rolling on the highway you're rolling in second gear it so. is a, i know it's meant to be more of a luxury experience than a sporty one but i'd almost wonder, oh no it's a very sporty experience. well it's also very sporty uh but yeah as far as like it's a big it in the, it can it can be a like an isolated experience if you want it to be essentially sure well the yeah. thought so where i was going to go with that is essentially I almost wish there was like a mode where if you couldn't feel the shift where it would just shift a little bit harder or something like when you're accelerating, just, sure. just to get that sensation. If you were missing that in an EV. Yeah. The, the weirdest thing about this is um, it's definitely the sportiest EV on the market. It, it feels way more like a sports car than it does a sedan. Yeah. Um, okay. Everything's very, I would, yeah. Go ahead. When I drove the Turbo S, I, it felt very much like a 700 horsepower Boxster. Mm, yeah. Or or Cayman, because yeah. it's got a roof. Because all of that weight is so low down and in the in between the the wheelbase that um, you really get that mid-engine kind of feel. Mm. So it's it's very sporty. the The steering is incredible. I think it's um, 992 derived steering. I don't know that for sure but i think i remember um, hearing about that i think it's related yeah yeah but it's it's incredible it's a really really good driving car it's one of the one of the best driving cars i've ever driven yeah and it's probably as a as a whole car experience yeah it's probably the best car on the market nice kevin and i have driven one at the porsche dealer uh in north houston which what was that a 4s that was, no, that was a turbo. That was a turbo. Okay. But also, like, we don't have turns here, so we didn't get to turn the wheel. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was very impressive. I would love to experience on, like, California twisties, like, any of these. Yeah. Well, I know that um, when they're coming off lease in two years, I'm probably going to have to buy one. So that's what I'm, uh, yeah. I'm you're welcome to drive at any time. So, like, when <laughs> right. they do come off lease or when it, they hit the used market, I wonder if there's going to be a, a depreciation factor or if they're going to be like model S's for when they were first coming out. Um, in that they I didn't don't, depreciate I, much, but I don't know. I mean, as, as Porsches go, they're making a bunch of them. They made 20,000 of them last year. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, they're selling really well, right? Yeah, it's, they're it's selling like, them as fast as they can build them. That's amazing. And the production line was shut down for two and a half months last year and they still made 20,000 of them. Wow. And that was when all of them were over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So now they've got one that's a that's under that yeah. number. And that you know, I I only expect that to extra that to amazing up. too, considering how much you can customize a Porsche. Like yeah. they're just like as as opposed to like a Model S where you can customize it to a certain extent, but with Porsche, mm. I mean it's just down yeah. to you can. everything. There's <laughs> there's two interior colors. Yeah. That's all the options you get. Yeah. There's Two wheel choices. That's all the options you get. And there's five colors. That's all the options you get. That's yeah. it. And if you repress the page, there's only four colors now. <laughs> right. yeah. They take them away. Yeah, yeah. 
so yeah it, like every tesla is the same yeah and white's the only free color so all of them are white yeah <laughs> well there you go yeah no, it, when I built, uh, when I used the Porsche Builder, like, I mean, I spent a lot of time. There are just so many yeah. things, like, yeah. just like any other, a- anything else in the lineup. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I really, I really thoroughly enjoy that car. And I I think, I, I hope that they'll depreciate just like any other, you know, Panamera or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about the base, the, the thing that most people haven't really noticed is albeit it's smaller than a Panamera, mm-hmm. but the the standard model Taycan is less expensive and more powerful than the base Panamera. Oh, interesting. Oh, is it, interesting. It's also, and I, I don't recall this, is it a two plus two as well? It You can option it with a fifth seat. Okay. So oh, it's, wow. it, it's usually it's a two plus two, but you can get it with a fifth seat. Okay. Very cool. Which and I, now the uh, Sport Turismo is coming out. Yeah. So yeah, that that's gonna be cool. That's exciting. Yeah. It looks it I, looks good. You know, I, I wonder. I know that the um, the Panamera Sport Turismo did not like wasn't a big <laughs> celebrate. I don't think it needed to be. It just needed. It was just a cool exercise. I don't know that they were yeah. hoping that'd be. I mean, I'm sure every car they hope will be profitable, but that was just a neat exercise. I thought and this this Sport Turismo take. I, I'm sure it will actually be more popular. I don't know why. It's just a feeling, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. it is cool well it's they they lifted it and yeah. they gave it a roof rack so they can call it a cuv and people that will is buy true it. yeah oh there you go uh, you're speaking to a buick tourex owner so that is true <laughs> yeah so do they make a panamera hybrid still yeah okay. yeah two of them. there's there's two of them yeah yeah oh, okay. there's the uh s e hybrid okay and then the turbo s e hybrid there's yeah. not a which is like one insane amounts of power yeah it's like 680 horsepower oh, yeah, yeah. 700 or something yeah. yeah but there's no plug-in uh, version no they're both plug-ins oh, there are okay yeah yeah oh, all of the porsche hybrids right now are plug-in okay which there's only two because there's the cayenne and the panamera yeah i was very out of well two panameras and one cayenne yeah how far away is that uh macan electric uh I don't actually know the year, but it's it's going to take over Macan production, and Macan okay. has already been upgrade up uh, LCI'd. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's coming soon. It'll be you know within the next couple of years, I would imagine. Yeah, that, that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be, cool. that'll be a big seller for the company. For sh- yeah, for sure. For Especially sure. if they keep the base price similar, because they start at forty five, I think for a. That would yeah. be. Um, a great standard value. yeah 2.0 t yeah know. and it's already something that's so popular as is so if you added that right. compelling factor that would be really cool that right. so that kind of segues to my question this is like a random question i had derived from a thought derived from a thought but uh unbiased take do you think <laughs> no no i mean do you like do you see anything and, and it i can't even envision a car being like a cultural hit in the way that like the original Miata was or even the PT Cruiser or the new Beetle like I can't imagine something actually sweeping through the culture partially you know our everyone likes what they like like our culture is so diversified people are focused on a hundred different things back in 1990 there was like five things sure there's only five things (laughs) you know in the 90s there was like there was like five scandals in the 90s and each one took two years and that was the only thing 
you had yeah. one thing. There was O.J. Simpson, then there was like Monica Lewinsky. Those are the only two things we, that happened. Yeah, they're yeah. dial-up scams. And, and then it was on to Y2K. After yeah, that. And, and now, um, oh, I have a quick Y2K story, but I worked as a job at, as a cashier at Target for like two months, right okay. before Y2K. And this lady was buying, and I was like, I was, I was being trained to ring up the cashier and she was buying like 40 or 50 cans of cat food. They were all different. Okay. Each one was different. I don't know why it made a difference. Like I would have had to run them up anyway, but it was like each one was different. And she was stocking up for Y2K. Oh my God. Um, you know, and now, they, as, now as a, as a cat dad, now I understand, but <laughs> at the time I thought it was a little bit silly, yeah. but um, no. So, I, you know, I think about like the 89 Miata and how that like swept the culture, you know, not just car culture. The PT Cruiser was like, it was a thing. And I just, it's so hard to see any car being, I don't know, penetrating like, in that I, way. I, I, I disagree. Thought. Yeah. I, okay. Brad. I'll, I'll, you I'll okay. All right. Please. If you're going to let me go first, I'll go first. Please. Um, <laughs> Chris likes to I, answer the questions for the guests. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, um, Everything in the car world is so homogenized right now mm-hmm. that if someone brings something out that's different, like the original Miata or the PT Cruiser or whatever, that that a cultural shift would happen. I think one car can make that cultural shift. Yeah, it it just depends on them making something good enough <laughs> yeah. or or different enough. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it doesn't have to be good enough because. Say for like Kevin's example of the PT Cruiser, sure. uh, or the new Beetle. It's even. A, you know, for for what it did, the PT Cruiser was perfect. It got attention. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a Plymouth, by the way, and then yeah. they killed Plymouth and turned right. it into a Chrysler. Uh, and it didn't fit any of Chrysler's other design at all at the time. But right, um, just like the the three hundred M was supposed to be an Eagle. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, it, it wasn't. No, I guess you're right. Yeah, because they the had three, the Eagle Premier. Right, the 300M was uh, the next generation Eagle Premier. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was like last minute rebadged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it served its purpose because it was polarizing design. Yeah. Um, it was throwback design, which you know, there's nothing more uh, late '90s uh, late '90s nostalgia than 1940s nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Um, there's. They didn't throw uh, back to anything. It was just literally generic yeah, just, 1940s car. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're making America great again. Yeah. That's right. Um, Ronald Reagan said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I think that it was a family car that was relatively inexpensive, that had style, that um, a, a regular guy could uh, relate to. And I think that was like ready for that time because everything yeah. else was, it was another um, kind of another period of sort of bland design. Everything had sort of become that um, gone on from like the 95 Taurus to 2001 was all kind of like jelly beaned and, and rounded and arrowed yeah. to death. And when that came out, they were like, you know, arrow be damned. We're going to make something that looks weird and serves you know, the American shifter. family. Uh, yeah, exactly. My one story with that is my mom used to travel a lot for work, and she, she would just get a new rental car, or just a different rental car, every time she landed somewhere. And she once got a PT Cruiser, 
and she is not a car person. She drove it for about five miles and then returned it and said, I need, I have to get a different car. This thing is terrible. I mean, it was a neon. Yeah. It was a yeah. neon. It just had a different body on it. Yeah. That's, okay, so that's the whole. Before this little uh, road we went down, you were saying you could see something culturally breaking through yeah. in the way that the PT Cruiser did. Yeah. And I just I just find it hard because like if you I mean I, I, obviously I can't imagine what is not there but like obviously a sports car a sports car is not going to do it no um, and even something like a I'm Honda gonna, E I'm I don't think anyone would care in America posit that it's no. it it is an electric car because my yeah but what my, kind of what kind of electric car it's going to be like, like an electric a, pickup no, truck like the Tesla Model which I S was like a cultural hit it, it, yeah like, it kind of was I mean. At, to a certain extent, the the fact that not everyone could afford one was part of what made it yeah. a hit. I think when it because enters, it was yeah, it was the thing that like kids aspire to have now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they I go, think, oh my god, it's so fast. Yeah, but, you know the the same people who thought the Bugatti Veyron was the best car in the world now look at a Model S and go, oh my god, that's the best car in the world. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, people me, who don't know anything about cars. Yeah, exactly. I think that for me, it's when it enters into pop culture, like when TV writers like write that in as like a status symbol or something, or like sure. a PT cruiser at now as a mark of shame. Someone's not doing so hot. They get they have a PT cruiser. What was that? A car in Breaking Bad. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, on he Breaking bought, Bad. He bought his it son was. a PT Cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. But I mean, I just, it's hard to see something breaking through at a level. Like I like I sarcastically, angrily said, like, it'll probably be like an electric pickup truck or something because Not- I can't see any like smaller vehicle capturing the public imagination because half of our country has to have a pickup truck and the other you one know, wants to. You know to what's funny about half. that? I think that if the Bolt EUV. Yeah. That just came out. If that had been a Tesla, that would be the car. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Change yeah. nothing else about it. Just the right. badge. Yeah. yeah. None. Twenty. Yeah. You know, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. Good financing. You know all that. What's so funny is that like, you know, GM really like stuck its toe in with like making new brands in different times, mm-hmm. and you know with Geo. And yep. stuff, and it's and like Saturn. now would be now would be the time, yeah. And Saturn now would be the time to like you know say, oh, we're we're backing this company, which a shell company of GM made, and sure. we're putting we're putting out this car, like because I I totally agree. If it didn't have a bow tie on the front, I think it would it would um, help so much. It's like, and I, I won't rant for ten minutes, but I remember um, in the in the 2011s in the 2012s i remember like the fifth attempt to like jumpstart myspace and like they got <laughs> justin timberlake involved and stuff and it's like yeah it's going to be this this social platform for musicians and stuff and it's like the name is so toxic you could literally start with anything else and you'd be better off yeah, yeah. like and it's like the same with chevy you know what i mean it's like if yeah. you it, like unfortunately it's true cuz the bolt did really good things and just it's um and, and this is a compelling new product. And it's like, if it had any other badge on it, if you just invent a new thing yeah. out of thin air, that's mm-hmm. more exciting than <laughs> Chevrolet, whatever we're calling it. Yep. GM, uh, you know, as much good as they've done, they have never known how to market anything. Yeah. No. They haven't marketed successfully a car since the 1968 Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's true. 
I mean, it, it's been I don't like, uh, decades it, of resting on their laurels. Yeah, I think that's and, just it. Like they, for some reason, like oh, we know how to do this. So you yeah. know, everybody go home, go home early. Like we've got this. Like it's good, and yeah, it's not yeah. good. But no. I mean, but Bob, let's put portholes on cars. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, GM makes really good cars. We have the Buick Regal Tour X. It's an amazing car. I love everything about it, except that it's gas. Sport and, cross of its day, one might say. Uh, one yeah. might say. One might say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's an excellent car, but they didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, we bought it because there was a Jalopnik article about it. Yeah. Wow. Not because there was any, you know, it was like I was at work but, one day and I think Eric Schilling wrote an article about it and I saw it and I sent it to my wife and she's like, oh, yeah, let's go test drive one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's just it. Like the I mean, you know, the market obviously is small for wagons now, but anything that's a wagon or available as a wagon is just so unique and good. Like, you know, the TSX, the with the gen with the wagon, it was fine. But it's instantly so much cooler because there was a wagon version, yeah. but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's true. But like, it's a legitimately good car. Like the leather is, I mean, it's a German car. It's a German, I was say it's an yeah. Opel, right. like level below luxury luxury. Yeah. It's not, it's like, I would say it's like on par with an entry level five series. Yeah. It's okay. pretty close to that. Okay. Um, yeah. The infotainment's good. The radar cruise is good. The leather is nice. Um, it's got plenty of space. It drives pretty well. It looks really good. I think it's a yeah, very I pretty yeah. car. I, when I see so one rare. on the road annually, it's awesome. Yeah, it's exactly. exactly the problem. Nobody yeah, yeah. told anyone about it. And GM I didn't see the sedan it. either. Right. GM made it and they brought it here because they had some contract with Opal to, to <laughs> do it. And they yeah. were just like, yeah, we have to sell it, but like, don't sell a bunch of them. Because, like, we don't want to do that. I feel I like know. what they did was, like, the sheet that said that it existed sat on someone's desk. And then yeah. they were like, oh, shit. They went well, on vacation. It's kind of late now. Should we just discount them, like, since we're yeah. they're going out of production? Yeah. So, yeah, they're not paperless. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. Um, so, how many... Last question on that, but do you know what the production numbers were on that? No. Okay. You got to find no, out. They, they don't compare. actually... They I never bet it was actually way less it. than sport crosses. <laughs> they never actually split it out, so it's all regals. Mm, okay, but um, allegedly it was more than half of all regal sales were tour X. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. I I am still thinking it like a low volume, like a low oh, volume yeah. Buick is still probably like seventy five thousand cars a year or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just because yeah. it's like they sell like seventy two thousand in Michigan to like employees. Exactly. I guarantee there is someone in Michigan who has one with delivery mileage on it wrapped up in their garage. And they're hoping that one day it'll be their retirement. To, but is yeah. that like an employee thing or like who does No, that? that's just a Michigan thing. Why is that a Michigan thing? Because you got to support the big three, man. Oh. <laughs> is that where, is that where the, uh, uh, grand nationals that had like a mile yes. on them? Of all, came of them. From? Okay. all of them. Of almost all of them. Almost all of the, um, uh, Monte Carlo Intimidator editions. Yeah, um, yeah. A bunch of like Malibu Maxes. Yeah. Like yeah. weird, crazy stuff. People That's just, amazing. anything that only came out for like six months or they only sold a, a few of, you know, in and in GM terms, a few is like 30,000. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
somebody's got one mothballed. If someone's mothballed, sure. if someone mothballed an Aspen hybrid, that would be legit. Cool. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I every time I see an Aspen, which is oh again not god. very often, I I look to see if it's a hybrid because they made like less than a thousand. Yeah, they started a production line for a hybrid and they ended it after like yeah. six hundred cars. I mean, this is they were all like terrible the hybrids. Biggest bo- this is like the F thirty five of uh you, of cars I uh, as far as boondoggles go they tried but, um, so hard to make and, that and up market i don't think they even made a hybrid version of the durango upon which the aspen is based <laughs> no, yeah, no yeah. they oh no they did not no yeah um so what can you tell us about autopia 2099 <laughs> i'm just burning through this list we, we've got so much stuff here let's talk about what so what it is and then what is what is the meaning of the name? So Autopia 2099, sorry, I've been drinking, um, ha- is a car show in the vein of a Luftgekult or a Radwood where it's all electrified vehicles. So we're bringing together an appreciation of anything that's powered by electricity. Um, so that that can be a hybrid, that can be a plug-in, it can be mobility devices. It can be, you know, anything. Like, like I said, a rascal, the, like George Costanza, or the rascal. Yes, okay, yes. <laughs> why not? Why not? Uh, if you want to bring your Easy Go, um, okay. you're welcome to bring that. Um, anyway, anything that plugs into the holes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> oh man, the Sparky a, Holes. A great. Um, God, what's that? Actor? The Frogger episode. That's yeah. So, um, is that the, the official tagline, by the way? Well, oh, God, I can't think of the, 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 the Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Good reference. Anyway, uh, I just watched that episode the other day because it's my That's favorite a, episode. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, anyhow, anything that plugs into the holes is welcome. Yeah. So um, it's going to go down in early December in the Los Angeles area. Um it's still unofficial, so I won't say who it is, but we have a major OEM as the title presenting sponsor, um, which will be interesting. It's a manufacturer who's been making EVs for a while. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but look for that announcement soon. Um, I was actually emailing with them today, and they're totally stoked on it, so I am too. Very cool. Excellent. Very cool. Um, yeah. So are there plans to make this traveling or is it uh in a fixed location for the time being i don't see it going outside of los angeles it'll probably be a once a year thing until at the very least um adoption rates go up a little bit Mm. in other places i could see a seattle or a portland yeah Mm -hmm. but but probably not this probably not for the next couple of years so no like tulsa oklahoma no 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 tulsa oklahoma um, I, maybe a Houston or maybe a, an Austin. I could mm. see an Austin. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got could be interesting stuff we'll see. Up there. Yeah, but that's that's down the line. We're right now we're focused on getting this one done. Yeah, and hopefully in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I every day I wake up and I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. I know we still have like ten months to go, but I'm still like. Oh, there's so much to do, and we haven't done enough yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, but that's just a, it's got off to a good start. Me. Yeah, you guys have social media presence and a website. What's yes. the address? 
Yes, uh, it's autopia2099.com, which actually redirects to Kevin's website right now. For the time being, yeah. <laughs> For the time being. Um, and then autopia2099 on Twitter and um, Instagram, Instagram. And uh, <laughs> we got a listener. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and occasionally I'm on Facebook. If more people join the Facebook group, maybe I'll be there more often. But I really hate Facebook, so yeah. Um, so follow us on all those socials, and uh, I think it's a good time. We're yeah. we're trying to bring together the community. I yeah. know that there's going to be some very very interesting cars there. Um, Busy Moto said that he's uh, going to bring nine cars. Whoa. Holy shit! And I have. I Wait, I can think of two. Busy Moto. I have no idea what the other seven. Who does like Busy Moto? Busy Moto who made my exhaust and who's a extremely amazing for gas cool, powered cars. Yeah, that's dude. cool. Okay. Yeah. No. He he's been really into EVs for years, and he did like uh, he's done a lot of really cool builds, and and he's just he is a genius. Like yeah. he is yeah. a super yeah. smart, super smart dude, and and doing cool stuff. And I I wanted to. Um, you approached me about this in the end of last year, and and uh, I have been doing the graphics and stuff for yeah. Autopia and uh, Brad. Obviously, I I believed in his idea for this, um, and it helps that uh, Brad worked on. You know, we worked on Radwood together, and Brad like ran that successfully. You know, with a team um, to what it is now, and so obviously it's. It's something, um, you know, there's know-how. And, and I'm sure, like, for you, it's like, okay, well, I know what I did before, and I'm going to do this different. And that's exactly how I approached the the design of, like, the, sure. the branding and everything. It's like, oh, well, I kind of, like, I did this before, so I don't want to do that again. I want to do something different. I want to do sure. this. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool to, like, not... Uh, say like have a second chance makes sounds like bad like sounds like it ended or, or it didn't go well but it's like um just to you know oh it's like i'm i can directly apply yeah. something that yeah. i learned and i have a chance to directly you know because no two jobs are the same but this is almost sure. like uh you know very valuable experience yeah. that it's similar that you can yeah. transfer that knowledge base and and everything and uh so i'm so proud of the work that um that we're doing and that we're yeah. we're coming up with and the look branding is good and and i've got yeah I, i'm excited about it it's gonna be awesome so we should talk about the hook of yes. the show which yes. is that it's a retro futuristic celebration so it's like bringing that optimism of the 20s 30s and 40s and well not maybe not the 40s but the 50s for sure <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> of that optimism for the future of um you know tail fins and rocket age world of tomorrow world of tomorrow yeah, totally. uh, the um the world's fair world's the, fair exactly that was the word the, i was trying to the wig with. the wig the wig factory yes Under, yeah in the sun sphere the sun sphere yeah <laughs> so um trying to bring some of that optimism back you know we've been i feel kind of in like a, an emotional dark ages uh, certainly for the last year, but definitely before that as well. Um, I would say since like 2008, more or less, maybe 2001. So maybe 20 years we've been in this funk as a as a world, if not a nation. And um, I think going into the rest of the 20s, we have to be optimistic about the future. And uh, part of that is being optimistic about 
um, electrified transportation. Yeah. And I think that uh, making it feel like that, that kind of the future has so much promise world's fair um, space exploration, you know, kind of feel to it is going to make all the difference. Yeah. So, you know, um, Luftgekult for lack of a better term has a very hipster uh, uh, Instagram kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Radwood definitely has that like over the top exuberance of the late eighties, early nineties, where everything is bright colors. Everything mm-hmm. is, you know, crazy and, and fun. Um, the music is buoyant and, and all over the place. And I think that having a, uh, a feel for an event is very important mm-hmm. yeah. and getting that right for Autopia, um, hopefully that'll be the thing that puts us over the edge and people will remember us forever. Yeah. And it's very much like it's a part of, you know, for lack of a better term, like it's part of the zeitgeist now, like EV EVs are here. They are good. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And like, they're only getting better. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, in the nineties, when you were talking about EVs, you had, uh, you had the GM EV one, which like, it was a mm-hmm. nice look into the future, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't realistic. Like you know, not. We just couldn't see where this was going to go. The the technology wasn't ready. Yeah. Um. And you we know, they see, were like, still using lead acid batteries. Yeah. They were Still using nickel metal hydride. There, it just wasn't scalable and it wasn't, um, affordable. Yeah. Did I so, tell you when I was nine years old, I rode an electric Fiero? No. Wow. Yeah. I wish like somebody I, built one. Yeah, it was like um, I lived in uh, North Carolina and I was near like kind of near Duke. And I, I don't know, it was I have no idea the backstory. I'll have to ask my mom. But it was like there was a research center nearby that built an electric Fiero and I got a ride. And I remember it had like a normal plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it had like a retractable yeah. you know, like, plug. Like a wall outlet yeah plug. yeah like it yeah. plugged into the wall the holes there were a, and uh there was a whole... and it was it, yeah i remember being just like the coolest thing and it was a fiero with like graphics on the side it, i have a photo of it somewhere but it had like this like research park you know every vinyl. everybody who built an electric car in the 80s and 90s put electric on the side of it they yeah. just yeah. had to had, that absolutely. was mandatory yeah i have to yeah, find but... this uh so i'll send this later on but I didn't realize that there was like this DIY home engineer community making just oh, EVs yeah. out of anything. And oh, yeah. I mean that's and that's what we want to get. I mean that's for, like a big part of it. Yeah. For years that's all there was. Yeah. I mean from basically from the Electric Leopard in like 79 through 82. Yeah. Which was a Le car that was converted to electric with like Amazing. 45 batteries in the back. They yeah. took up the whole back seat and the hatch. So you couldn't really do anything with it. And you still only got 40 miles of range. And you could only top out at like 55 miles an hour. Wow. Not a great car, but like from then to the mid nineties, it was all home built stuff. Yeah. I mean, the majority of it was home built stuff. And really that's what uh, Tesla evolved from was some dudes building stuff in their garage. Yeah. Um, and eventually they figured out that they had a viable platform. And that was when Elon came in. So he wasn't really the founder, even though right. he paid to be the founder. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, the whole thing. Okay. So anyway, I, I just put something in the, um, the zoom chat here. 
This uh, makes for great audio, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll post this too, but it, it I came across this at a uh, Half Price Books, which is a like a discount bookstore uh, in mm-hmm. Texas, and it's not build, just in Texas. Yeah, it's build your own electric vehicle. This is when I found out. Oh. oh. So the cover has what oh appears to be a nine five nine replica. No, no. But it's actually, oh the cover. Oh yeah, the cover. You sent two files. Oh yeah, said, I was oh, yeah, looking yeah, at the sorry, bottom file again. This is great audio content. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, one it has like oh it has, my god, it has the good cups on it. Yeah. Like, okay, I have this book. Oh, do you? Yeah, what? yeah, I have this book. Okay, it's a good book. The whole thing was. I mean, it's I not like a good how, book, but it's I like fine. how Chris didn't buy it, but he's showing us. I know. The book I wish I had saw. bought it. It was only like fifteen bucks, but yeah, like this whole book seemed to be about this. This guy who was making that bookstore is out of business, horses. so it's in a landfill now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, the other photo is of a GT1 base. Yeah, electric an electric GT1. That's like my dream. Yeah, if I cool. could get if I could get a GT1 with a Tycon swap. Yeah. Oh my I'm god. Sold well, forever. there you go. That's, that's the only car. That's the only yeah. car. You get rid of the rest. Well, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep like a a search out for make a trailer out of the Tourex GT1 for you, <laughs> and then you got everything. Yeah, you just tow that. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the show I think is going to be a big hit. Um, I think it has. I think it it has potential to have legs. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, we want to grow a community out of this, and we want to kind of in the same way that that Radwood did, where we were early adopters, and we we saw a, a wave coming. And we jumped in at the the leading edge of that wave. And I think kind of the same thing is happening with Autopia, where there's already an existing wave. We just have to ride it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be the first ones out there. And we have to be the ones that develop a name and become first to market so that people associate us with this sure. EV movement. So what so. was there like an existing like show in Southern California uh, or like a gathering of these like EV guys that are doing the home built stuff there? Apparently there are, but they're very like splintered and, and okay. not really well organized. They're yeah. kind of run on like um, small clubs and, and stuff like that. So um, trying to reach out to those guys has been very difficult because there's just so so many of them, but yeah. also they're only like four or five cars yeah. per, per little club. So yeah. it's like you find like a forum where it's like they stop being active in 2004 exactly. and it's all exactly. a photo bucket, board. broken yeah. links. Yeah, that's I mean, if anything, Facebook should be admonished for killing the modern forum. Because yeah. what about the Tapa Talk app? That's how yeah. I look at the forum. Oh, God. Yeah, that's how I. That's how it asks me if I want to look at the forum in the Tapa Talk app. I have never once downloaded Tapa Talk. No, one I did has. once. No it was one. a mistake. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. But um, yeah, I mean, they're they're in. I hate to keep bringing this back to Radwood, but the enthusiasm for Rad Era cars existed before Radwood. We yeah. didn't invent that. You know, people have been caring for those cars for decades. They either bought them new or they bought them secondhand and they've restored them or kept them nice. And, you know, there's no show yeah. for a perfect 88 Fiero GT. But once there was, yeah. that guy goes, oh, my God, this is where I've always belonged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's- and so the guy who built 
you know, a, a Ford Pinto with, um, you know, a fork truck electric motor in the back of it that goes 45 miles an hour in mm. his commute to, you know, the uh, dog food factory or wherever he works. Um, <laughs> that, that guy has been an enthusiast. He's yeah. living the EV life. He knows, yeah. But but he's not part of a community. Right. He's just a solo guy who built right. this for him. Yeah. And we're trying to bring all of those individual islands to come together and be one big group. Yeah. So I that's the the hope is that everyone from you know the person who is super enthusiastic about their Tesla all the way down to the guy who built you know some uh you know half-baked electric project in their garage 35 years ago and they yeah. still keep driving it. You know that's the weird thing that I've seen about some of these projects. I've seen like electric swapped probes where it's like this guy's got 300,000 miles on this car because he just daily drives it. It's yeah. just his... You said a probe? Yeah, yeah. This like a Ford Kevin. probe? Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't mean to say that because I know you're a probe guy and I'm not going to use a probe you know. enthusiast. No, I, I you've piqued my interest. I know, I don't want to go down that path right now. Okay, I um, I, I I didn't plan to. <laughs> we'll, I just want to we'll know more about to, the specific car. We'll have to leave the probing questions for another episode. Oh, but, come on. Yeah. That's but, the gotcha. That's the real gotcha. Yeah. But the the point that I'm trying to make is that there are people that are out there and right. and trying to find them is difficult. Yeah. But hopefully we can. But yeah, and, they find you. Yeah, I think that's you're right. Like that's a really good point. Just like how Radwood didn't invent the interest; it just gave right. like a centralized place to put that interest. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then yeah, from there, you spot like you spawn conversation and community and mm-hmm. etc. So yeah, like I, I could totally see how this would work uh, for EVs. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, I I have the utmost respect for the for everything that like the EV West guys are doing. And there's a guy in Southern California, Jehu Garcia, that he does uh, EV swapped um, Volkswagens. Mm. Is it the so Z-Electric? Like, uh, Z-Electric is a different guy, but yeah, th- those yeah. those dudes are amazing. Totally. Um, I've been following them for years. I think they it's so cool what they do. Electric GT, uh, they, they've built a few. Uh, they actually came to Radwood. They brought a, a 308, and a Ooh. Fiat Spider, yeah. and both wow. of those were electric swapped, and they were they came to the first LA Radwood. Okay, we were there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so you you it, may yeah. have seen them, and, yeah. and maybe you don't remember it. Do you remember the guy at that first LA Radwood that had the the turbine powered electric yeah. FC RX seven? Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, it was really yeah, loud. So. Like, yeah, it was super loud. Yeah, because um, he had it was an electric swapped car. But it had a turbine powered, like um it was crazy, yeah. Range extender. So he wow. could charge it, he could charge it off of a, a diesel turbine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I like that it's like silent, silent, and then the loudest yeah. thing in the world. Absolutely. Wow. And and probably one of the least efficient things in the world yeah. because it's just spitting black smoke. <laughs> so it's it's like it's definitely like a, a duality of man kind yeah. of thing. Going yeah, there. very much so. We had a little bit of everything for you. Yeah, but uh, but that's the kind of stuff that I want to see at the show. Everything from that to you know a brand new Prius or a brand new um, the hydrogen thing that Toyota makes. Oh, the Mirai. 
There you go. Yeah. 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 The new rear wheel drive one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's um, on the LC 500 platform. Yeah. And if you pull up and you push that, that water squirt button and you just dump your water on at the show, like that's the, that's the whole thing. Right? Yeah. Gather yeah. around. Watch this. <laughs> Yeah. Watch hey guys, watch this. Yeah. I'm gonna squirt water out of my car. Oh my god. Feel me cool. tagging it with the water emoji <laughs> droplets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Will the um the... so I I think it has potential. I think it's gonna be a really interesting mm. show. And I'm excited for the future of the show. I think that yeah. I think it would be a little less special if it was uh multiple locations, especially at this point. Mm. Um I think it needs to be kind of a uh, Lufka cult-esque once a year um, travel to the show kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. I would love, you know, if anybody wants to do a cross country road trip uh, in their model S or whatever, like more power to you. I want to see you at the show. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That'd be very cool. So well, well, you said, I mean, you told me like you said, if it's, you know, if 200 people in model threes show up, it's like, that's 200 people that, you know, there are automakers that would like to have that audience to show thing. You show a display, you show us something and it's like, Oh, that is a unique way to gather people and show, you know, the interesting, the interesting thing about Tesla is they don't advertise. Mm -hmm. Right. So Tesla, they don't have a a PR department. They don't have a PR department. Yeah. There's a very, very low percentage that Tesla will be doing anything with our show. And I've already kind of shuffled that to the back of my head. Like, I'm not going to worry about them. I'm going to focus on everybody else. Because if we can attract a bunch of Tesla people, there's nothing that, um, you know, Honda would want more than to be able to get an avid Tesla person into, uh, what is their hydrogen thing? Yeah. Yeah. Clarity, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, the Sorry, FCX, I don't pay attention the, to hydrogen. No, the F, it was the FCX Clarity was the or, original one. I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. made. I'm going to start, by the way, I'm going to start the hydrogen. Because now the Clarity is like the insight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, it's funny. It's like we talk about or like Ford, oh, Ford with a Mach-E. You know, if, they, right. if there's nothing they want more than to get a bunch of Model Y owners and right. go, okay, sit in our car and see what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I um, hope like an EV1, like a, like, you'll have to keep it in a special tent so that GM doesn't come my, and try to claim it. My goal. So there are some that GV, that GM knows where the EV1s are. Yeah. They're at universities and they're at museums. Yeah. And I, I'm relatively certain I can get one. Mm. I'm trying to get like five. Oh, Shit, that's that would cool. be cool if you, like EV ones plural at yeah. a single location my, would be nuts. My goal, be my goal, probably not this year, but my goal long term is to have the largest gathering of EV ones since they were new. Yeah, wow. Are those well, not as cool as the EV one, but still cool? Like kind of in that almost that category is like just the original Tesla Roadster. Just is oh, like yeah, that would be really cool. cool. Yeah, like, yeah that, and those and are that's around. something totally around. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that that exists in los angeles yeah, yeah. And, oh what about and, the what about the dodge like maybe you do one in detroit we do one in detroit to get the dodge <laughs> concept that was the the dodge 
Elise-based concept car. No, it wasn't Elise-based. It was Europa-based. Europa-based. Oh, God. That's like the, the distinction of saying, like, the ES is based on the Avalon, not the Camry. It's like, okay, well, it's like the same. <laughs> it is the same car. It's just like one is a different wheelbase. But sure, yes. Yes. yes but yes, the, yes. the Tesla Roadster was Elise-based, and they yes. had to stretch it to fit their batteries. Yeah. But uh, the Dodge, the Dodge was literally a Europa off it was, the assembly It was the line. Europa. Yeah, I oh, forget about the Europa. It was so weird. Nobody bought them. No. Even the gas ones, nobody bought them. Yeah. Did they even sell them here? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I've never seen no. one. No. I've seen one once, but yeah, it is. It's like no, a no, weird no, no, looking... no. The the like 2009 Europa. Oh no, I'm sorry. I completely like tuned out for a second. I thought we were talking about the Lotus <laughs> Europa. So yeah, it is before. a Lotus Europa, but it's the newer one. Okay. Yeah. 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 But oh Dodge God. took that and they put crosshair grills on it. And they put yes. an electric oh, motor yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, and they and they said, "Government, give us money. We have plans for an EV future." Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's was not that, what happened. I thought. Okay. Well, I thought that that was in well, that time period. Yes. It, so it more or less was, but basically what happened was is there was a group inside of uh, Chrysler at the time, Daimler Chrysler, before they were sold off, that um, was looking into hybrids and electrics. And there was a hybrid Jeep, a hybrid van, um, uh, uh, town and country, and a um, full electric sports car, Dodge. And the hybrid van was actually accepted as a U.S. Postal Service um, mail carrier. It was like they had a contract for like 10,000 of them. Wow. And um, when Cerberus took over... Uh, post bailout, post bankruptcy, mm. they uh, Cerberus took over and they shit canned the whole operation. They said uh. all this EV stuff, we're throwing it in the trash. Um, so but yes, the the Dodge EV uh Lotus based thing, mm-hmm. um, was actually built and they had a production line ready to make them. And they built, I think, three or four of them and had. Uh, sent it around to all the journalist outlets so that it was tested in auto week and car and driver and road and track. And it was on the cover of a bunch of stuff. And there was this big hype machine around it. And then Cerberus took over and killed the whole thing. Wow. It was called the Dodge circuit EV. Mm-hmm. It was called the Dodge EV concept car also called the Dodge circuit EV, but there's a photo of the rear and it has a badge of the circuit. Actually the rear, I think looks different than the Europa, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it could have been just bumper treatments, but I, I yeah. know that it was based on the same chassis oh, interesting. as the yeah. Europa. Same headlights and everything. The whole totally, yeah, the whole nine. So, um, but yeah, there was there was a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid Wrangler in two thousand six wow. or whatever. And like, and and what was the other? There was one that was really interesting because it was maybe it was the van. Um, there was one of them that they had they built. 200 beta testers yeah and they actually leased them to local people in like rochester hills and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that outside of detroit mm-hmm. and they were like just use these as regular cars and tell me what you think yeah and um and all of those got scrapped too so it's, yeah because uh, i mean they all it, there was a potential yeah for yeah. dodge chrysler jeep to be leading the totally, electric yeah. and hybrid yeah wave a decade ago, more than, you know, 15 years ago. 
and it was all scrapped because of it, it seems, mismanagement. Yeah, disjointed because like the big American manufacturers were just kind of like experimenting with no like no idea where that was this was going to go versus like Toyota sure. who you no know they experimented. Through. Yeah, no yeah, exactly. Yeah. No yeah, and, you look at Toyota like we've talked about this Toyota it's like They'll make a plan like fifty years out. Yeah. And say this is where we want to be. You <laughs> know, like, I'm serious. Like I'm the, sure, like, the Prius easy... was the result of like a twenty five year plan. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like... and it's like, you know, or something like that. And and they'll say like where they want to be and they'll incrementally get there and do that. And Dodge is like, uh, we're thinking quarter to quarter. Yeah. We don't really have a plan beyond Q three. Yeah. Put big motor in truck. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. Can we make motor bigger? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I tested the TRX. It was, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to start seeing them on the roads here, uh, oh, assaulting yeah. they people. They will be stuff. here. I got a, no I got a lot of flack for that article, and um, I read it. I, it was in. I, I stand was entertained. by it. I was entertained. I stand by it. Was it on Jalopnik? Nothing you said was untrue. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was on Jalopnik. You, you gave really, it, you, it couldn't you, have been published anywhere but Jalopnik. Of course, honestly. Yeah, like yeah, credit. credit I was gonna to say, that. Like, and, and, and you, and you, but you gave it high marks for the things it does well, and then yeah. were realistic about everything else. Yeah. Yep, I stand by every word of that. It was it at anything in 2021 that gets 10 miles to the gallon is absurd and does not belong on the road. Just doesn't. Yeah. Well. Let's rewind from 2021 <laughs> to 1981. Yeah. For a new edition of Fuke Mary Kill. This is where we play this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play the theme song. Their lyrics. Regular okay. listeners, regular listeners who tuned in yeah. 30 episodes ago or one episode yeah. ago. We know. actually just resurrected this uh in the previous episodes. So. Regular <laughs> listeners will know this already, but because they'll have heard the episode. But it, yeah, it, it, you know, it's our game where we we pick think, a year. I think we played this last time I was on. Okay, well, back in October or whatever it was. That I don't think we did. I don't think we did because no, we haven't done this in a long for time. Thirty episodes, which represents thirty years. Uh, okay, so how it's gonna work? I will pick three cars for. I will pick three for you. You will pick three for Chris, and th- Chris will mm. pick three for me, and right, right, right. make our determination. Okay. So, right. do you want to go through some of these, Chris? Yeah. Let's actually. You know what? Eighty-one did not have yeah. a lot of new cars. Not a lot of new cars. Yeah. Although some pretty iconic ones, though. So, like the E twenty-eight BMW came out. Uh, yeah. Chevy, the Camaro. Oh, the DeLorean came out. In there 81. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. The Ford Lana Del Rey. What's the that? Ford, yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. Uh, I think wow. it's a, oh, it's a, oh, it's Ford a Brazilian. Brazil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Laser. No, these are oh, all like the cars we Jalpa. did not get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Let's see. Oh, the city. Technically, technically, it, if it was Italian, it would be Jalpa, but it's Spanish, so it's Halpa. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Well, I learned of it when I was like six years old, so it's still Jalpa <laughs> to me. Oh, the Maserati Bit Urbo came out also. Mm, there it is. Yeah. The Alt Sit Club. Oh, look at that beauty. This is great audio. <laughs> I think that is um, a car. Anyways. It's the B2 Passat. Uh, that's the first Passat. Uh, oh, no. I guess it'd be 
the second Passat, second, second Passat, gen, the B two. Yeah, that makes sense. We did not get that. Okay. Yeah. And there you have it. So, uh, why don't we start with Brad? Brad, you're choosing for Kevin three cars. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, third gen Camaro. Okay. Uh, DeLorean. All right. And. Hmm. Hmm. This is tough. Forty XP. And as a, just a quick what? reminder of the game, this is Fuke, Mary, Kill. Kevin has to choose uh, which one to Fuke, Mary, or Kill. <laughs> so that's um, that is drive basically drive once daily and crush. Yes. Yeah. So um, why don't you? What, should I make my selections now? No, no, or no. Should yeah, we go so. through? You, I okay. think so. No, you're going what through. What is the Ford XP? Ford EXP? It's a front-wheel drive, uh, turbocharged, sport compact Oh, my coupe. God. Look at that Ooh. thing. Ooh. Wow. That like was it. supposed to compete with... Um, man, I don't even know. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. Oh, like, I've seen a few of them. I mean, that, I grew up in Michigan, so... That of came, that came here? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was built okay. here. Oh my god! Side note: We did we skipped over this. I saw this earlier, but this is like we didn't want Porsche to uh, uh, have a <laughs> copyright infringement. So it's called the Renault Nine and Eleven. Never forget. Yeah. Um, I, I, think the, I think the EXP is based on the. Um, it's a it's a coupe version of the. Uh, what is that called? You're gonna say something else I've never heard Escort. of. Oh really? What? It or yeah. the tempo? This maybe? is the ZX2 of its day. Yes. You know exactly. what? Oh, oh yeah. You know what? Though? It, it looks so exotic. It's, it it's looks like a almost, and it looks like an amphibicar of some kind. <laughs> it looks like a TVR of the period or something. I don't know. Uh, in that period where I don't know what TVRs looked like. Yeah. It's a it's a proto uh, Mercur XR4Ti. Ooh, yeah. It's not oh because God. it's front wheel drive, but it's like it looks like it could be related, kind of. All right. Uh this is like really obvious. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the, the Ford uh EXP. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that as my that's drive a, once. That's a one time. Okay. One time. I will daily the DeLorean, I will crush the Camaro. And I have really oh. nothing I have nothing against oh. the Camaro. Uh and actually that's my rough. dad. My dad had one of those Camaros in period. Third gen. Oh yeah. For yeah. for the record, I think yeah. I would uh I would drive the the Camaro once daily the EXP and crush the DeLorean. Really? I was you would look teetering. I was teetering forever? on that because of my sentimental attachment to that. Yeah, Camaro. I would drive that I would drive that every day oh, for the rest goodness. of my life. That it's, is an amazing I've car. never seen one. I want to <laughs> see one. That's why I would drive oh, it. Look at this. Yeah. That's why I would love to own look it. Look at these phone dials. Has there been an EXP at Okay, that looks a little more familiar. Has there been an EXP at Radwood? I want to say yes, but I don't remember. Okay. You got to remember the last Radwood was over a year ago. That is I know, true. Yeah. I know. Uh as we recapped. Okay, wait. On one second. Show. The EXP <laughs> had like really good wheels. Yeah. Look at this. I mean everything wow. in that era did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so uh, am I picking for Chris? Yeah, I guess you're picking for me. All right. Look at that. There were two generations of EXP. Yeah. Wow. Okay, what was the Ford Laser? Uh, Ford? It was another... Um, 
one that I we think didn't it's a get. Euro. Asia. Okay. Oh, Australia okay. and South Africa. Wow. I, all right. Uh, all right. Go back. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Isuzu Trooper, mm-hmm. Nissan Maxima, mm-hmm. and Lamborghini Halpa. Halpa. <laughs> My God. Okay. Lamborghini. Here's the thing. So <laughs> the Trooper of this era was very good it was like kind of like a range rover classic or a uh, suffix type thing so i'm kind of mm-hmm. into that of that course again trooper. so brad we were talking about this in the last podcast but wikipedia forbids good photos it has to yes. be the shittiest example yes. of a car yeah. so well it's because whoever is the editor of that page is putting their picture of their car. I guess so. Yeah, nobody, nobody is editing the page for Isuzu Trooper except yeah. the guy who owns. <laughs> no, but it's, that's not even true. Car. Like you have to be able to like prove with documentation that you own the photo, and that's usually, I think, the stumbling block. Mm. I guess so. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So the Maxima of this era actually was kind of cool too. It, uh, was it. Yeah, it was this one. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. Oh, no, actually, 81. It was this one. No, I didn't like this one at all, the first gen. So the second gen was cool. The one that it has, like, flush headlights and whatnot. That one was cool. Ooh, okay. So, and then the the Halpa. Oh, my God. My, yes. my second favorite Lamborghini. It's pretty cool. So I, here's the thing. I guess it would be terrible to own Is your favorite going to be, like, the 3500 or some shit? No, no, it's the Espada. Okay, okay, okay. Espada is my favorite. I've always loved those. I saw one street parked in Paris, and I've loved it ever since. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Okay, so let's see. I I don't know that the Halpa would be fun to own forever, so maybe that's the Fuke. I like the Trooper, so maybe going to marry that one. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna crush the bad Maxima. So those all slot nothing of, in. Nothing of value was lost. Yeah. So. I agree with that. And I agree with you that. Have it. I, man, I don't know. I might want to keep the Halpa forever. <gasps> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Your car. It's cool. It's a Targa. It is a Targa. I mean, they the sold basically. Choice. They did kind of the same thing that they did with the um, Countach, where they changed very little, but they just added more shit. For years and years and years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they changed the name. Every time they added more shit, they changed the name. It started as the silhouette, I think. I think it became the silhouette. Shit. Maybe so. <laughs> you might be right. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now I, I gotta I look it up. All right. Bradley, uh, I choose for you now. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm gonna try. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna try to make this difficult by choosing all good cars. It was originally the Iraco, and then it was the Silhouette, then it was the Helpa. So you're Ooh. right. Okay. All right. Sorry. So for you, Bradley. Continue. Yes. Uh, you will get the E28 5 Series. Mm-hmm. You will get also the DeLorean Motorcars DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And finally, the Maserati by Turbo. This is the toughest one. Yeah. This is the toughest one for sure. 
I think I would have to fuke the Maserati. Okay. Marry the five series and kill the DeLorean. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Man, that's tough because I I really want to marry the Biturbo. I would like to drive one just to see if it is as shitty as people say it is. So I don't don't think it is. I haven't driven one. I'll stand by that and say I haven't driven one. But by all accounts, it drives really nice. Yeah. People just don't like taking care of them. That's which true. is Monterey's, which is the case. Yeah. I mean, they had a blow through carburetor yeah. turbo. So that you got the turbo turbo and then you've got uh, I don't even think some of the early ones were intercooled. So you've got a turbo manifold blowing directly through a carburetor. Yeah. So you have issues with um they actually had a sealed box around the carburetor that pushes air yeah through the carb. Yeah. So that sealed box, you always run into issues with the seal. Yeah. And so you then you've got vacuum leaks and boost leaks and it runs like shit and so everybody says oh they're all terrible and trash and whatever but i think if you got one in really really good shape yeah and you you actually took care of it and you made it nice it would be a really good driver and maybe it would just be it would just be one of those italian things where you just have to take care of it yeah and the problem is nobody wants to spend the money to take care of it because they're only worth two or three grand i have to say also that the front and this example that we're looking at right now looks pretty much pristine concord almost uh, yeah yeah although it has a new york plate so it might be worse off than we think um <laughs> uh despite it being perfect it looks like it has been in an accident anyways because of how like oh, weirdly man, i don't aligned. know i love that design uh, what was the thing crooked. that this like evolved to didn't it have a different name was it was it called a ghibli or something yeah ghibli well it was Related to the Ghibli too. Oh my god, it was related okay. to like basically all of the Maserati. Yes. Yeah. At the time. So Maserati was like a... such a weird case. Oh, the Shamal. Yeah, the Shamal too. Everything Maserati was based on one platform for so long because they didn't have any money. Yeah. They were originally they were um, independent, and then they ran out of money, so they were bought by Citroen. And then Citroen, uh, there was the fuel crisis. And so they were like, oh, we don't have any money. So we're just going to sell this off. And so the Italian government and De Tommaso bought uh, what was left of Maserati. And they uh, couldn't buy the Citroen-based chassis anymore from Citroen because they canceled all those contracts. Yeah, like, yeah we're not going to take care of you anymore because we sold you off. So they had to develop all these new platforms based on existing uh de tomaso platforms yeah so the valalonia and whatever like all of these luxury italian cars that were basically thrown together in a shed became these maserati platforms with the backing of the italian government yeah so they actually had investment but they were kind of shit cars underneath yeah so so, so it was the shamal the ghibli the barchetta the Quattroporte uh, four, four, and then the Carif, Carif. Yeah. So the uh, the Quattroporte is an interesting one. Oh, that actually it's, looks good. As far as I know, it's the only car to have been sold. No, maybe not the only, but one of the only cars to have been sold as a rear-wheel drive car 
then to a front wheel drive car, then yeah. back to a rear wheel drive car. Heritage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. yeah and that Quattroporte of the time was, oh no, that was in the nineties one I was looking at there, but uh, where are we? Are we? Oh my God. These are hideous. Quattroporte two, that one, they didn't make very many of them. I think yeah. it was like 75 or something. This is record futuristic and yes. terrible. So that was the first one that was a De Tomaso. Yeah. Quattroporte 2 oh. was a Citroën, and Quattroporte 3 was a De Tomaso. Man, okay. And I have to say that the Carif looks really cool, though. It's basically like uh, a bi-turbo with a body kit, and looks pretty I saw decent. I saw one that was insanely cool. I went to like an auction in high school, and it was like a, a pro cup car. It was like a, you know, it was like a pro mm-hmm. car. I think uh, the Shamal. I think maybe. maybe it was the Shamal, but it was it was cool as hell. Yeah. It was like a racing version, and it was yep. cool. But I see that these are a 90-degree V6, which tells me that it's that began as a V8. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. From something. I don't know what. Oh, the, the Shamal is cool because it has like these box flares. I think the Shamal is a V8. I think. I believe you are correct. Yeah, twin oh, yeah, turbocharged V8. Yeah. yeah. There you have so it. So probably the same platform. So yeah, they're uh, all related. They're all related. That is your yeah. F car. Uh, so you killed off the DeLorean. I did. Which is fair, actually, because it is a yeah. terrible car, even though it is cool as an it's idea. It's cool. It's really cool. There's a guy local to me that built a an electric DeLorean. Oh, really? And, um, and it's stupid fast. And the current iteration of the brand, at least, is based here in Houston. There, yes. the guy who bought, or the company, or the group bought uh, the rights to the company and the old, new old stock parts, and is building. I don't know if they've gone through them by now, but was building new DeLoreans basically out of old parts. Yep. Yes. Yeah. They came yeah. to Radwood. Oh, did they? Uh, uh, Austin. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And there you have awesome. it. And uh, Kevin, it's step away for a second, but uh, the Mary is the five series E twenty eight, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like the E twenty eight. I think it's a very well styled car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, at heart, I'm a I'm a German fan. Yeah. So. Good choices. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is the game, and I think that is a podcast as well. Brad, thank you for coming on the podcast once again. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys talked all about Rad for Sale last night, so I won't dwell on it too much, but definitely go check out Rad for Sale. Yeah, Some really okay. cool cars coming up. Uh, fan. Which may uh, have launched by the time that this podcast comes out, but... Uh, yes, more than uh, likely. Yeah. So the first auctions will probably be closing around the time this comes out. Yeah, and then so... Or maybe they closed like four weeks ago and this is taking... <laughs> yeah, that, that might, yeah, it depends on how like we feel about editing the the podcast but um, we'll do it in a timely manner yes uh yeah so uh what would you like to plug before we close out um uh i recently reviewed a tesla model y so go check that out on jalopnik uh read my um standard model tycon review on ev pulse and uh if you're into bikes i did a review for um rideapart.com on the Honda Rebel 1100. So, oh, there you awesome. It. We'll include those in the notes. That'll be cool. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening and do follow New for 96 on Instagram at New for 96. Gmail, all spelled out, New for 96. And we'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks. Oh, I'm uh, BC Brownell on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't include my, that, but yes. My horrifying takes are they, free for Oh, everyone. my God. Yeah. They are there. BC Brownell on all of the uh, <laughs> socials. But yeah, do follow Brad. Yep. All right. Goodbye, all. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Thanks for Brad. coming. Right. Bye. Bye.